0: And welcome to the J-Train Podcast. This is J-Train, Jared Free, coming to you live from the West Village of Manhattan. We're here every Monday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. That's how it all works. You tell a friend, a coworker, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa. They tell a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa. And that's how it keeps working rolling along i don't got billboards i don't got a commercial with me giving a thumbs up listen to me every monday no i got you and your big mouth letting the people know singing it from the treetops all around this great nation so thank you for telling a friend Make it your instagram story that's a fun way to let people know make it your instagram story do it come on what else what are you afraid of letting people know you listen to a fun and hip podcast come on Make it your Instagram story. Tag a bitch, tag a bitch, tag a bitch. Tag me. I'll send you a heart. Also, Patreon, we're doing extra episodes, three podcasts a week uh, for $5 a month. Patreon.com slash Jared Freed. Luxury Lounge every Wednesday. Friday's one more email. Sunday is coffee with J Train. All different, all fun, all stuff you're gonna love. Patreon.com slash Jared Freed. And I'm doing live shows. I'm 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 all over this country. Okay, Connecticut. Atlantic City, Richmond, Virginia, it's all happening. Uh, In the fall, we got Boston, Austin, D.C., Baltimore, it's all happening. So JaredFree.com, JaredFree.com for tickets. I'm very excited about today's guest. Today's guest, new to the podcast, but he has become a a close friend and um, the the Southern correspondent for the J-Train podcast, Craig Conover. Thank you for coming on. What's up
1: dude? What's up
0: every all your listeners? Um
1: it sounds like you have a great podcast family here and I'm happy to uh be joining it.
0: You're in man. I we've been trying to make this happen for a while. We just had Austin last week. Uh you know Craig from Southern Charm and he's you have so much going on that I want to talk about, okay? First of all the podcast I've been a guest on it Pillows and Beer.
1: Yeah, that's Pill- uh, it's been good. Sorry. I was going to say Austin was a fill-in for me. Even yes. Not on my buddy, we just have to put that up.
0: Let people behind the curtain. We had some scheduling, but that's what happens. We figure it out. So pillows and beers, you host it with Austin. It's just, you guys kind of shooting the shit. I think like to me, everyone who watches Southern Conference should listen to that podcast. Cause like it, that is you guys. Like it, it's like what it's like to hang out with
1: you guys. And that's the thing. And that's what I tell people when I meet them on the street and they come up to us is that is it like That's about as authentic and organic as you're going to get because we don't talk about the show like what you see on TV, but we talk Mm. about everything else. And I think that's the best way to get to know us because, look, the show can only cover so much. Look, it's great. I've been doing it for eight years now, but you get to know a lot more about us, I
0: think, listening to the podcast. So, I mean, it, it was amazing to see the feedback from Austin being on. Like I had a friend, she texted me. She's like, oh, my God, you've made it. Because you guys, because Austin was on the show, and I was like, you know, it's interesting because I, 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 I didn't watch Southern Charm. I'm familiar with, you know, kind of what it is. But then you become friends with my buddy Keith. Keith owns a bar. Everyone should go to Uptown Social. Great bar down in Charleston. And he's like, yeah, these guys are fun, cool dudes. And it's like, I'm sure you get like the reality show like buffer from people where it's like people aren't sure like. Oh, what are these dudes like if they're on a reality show? Is it always drama? Is it always going to be? Are are they always going to be trying to, you know, are we are we just doing the show all the time? And the camera's going to show up. Right. And we have beers. And I'm like, oh, these guys are genuinely like cool dudes. I would have hung out with if there was no show. There was no podcast. Well, and that, I appreciate that.
1: Yeah, Uptown Socials is actually our presenting sponsor, our local presenting sponsor for Pillows & Beer because we love your buddy Keith and it's just a small world. It's kind of how we all met. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's why I enjoy meeting people in person because a lot of times people like me better in person than on the show, which I would like it, I would prefer it to be that way than the other. Like if, you know, some people on our show Throughout the years, they'll meet them in person and be like, wow, I really liked you before, but you're kind of a dick. <laughs> um, but, you know, earlier on in the show, uh, you know, people didn't know what to think about me. So I enjoy talking to people and and that's why the podcast, Pose of has been great to share. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, people, some people will come up like that and be like, oh, well, what are we going to do? Where are the cameras? Where are the drama? And it's like, mm-hmm. Because they're like, "What are you doing here?" And it's like, "I live ten minutes from here." You know, yeah. like King Street. Like you've been there several times now. King Street is is where
0: you're gonna find us. That's just a absolutely planet, whether the cameras are there or not. I mean, and and you guys are naturally just like dudes. Like it's just it wasn't like Hollywood. I, I think when someone's on TV, like if you've ever been on TV, people just assume you are a billionaire, Hollywood. You've you've made it, and it's like, no, we're just people living. A block away from the street where everyone hangs out and drinks and parties.
1: You know, they don't know that we didn't try out. Um, you know, so people are like, oh, were you in the film business? And it's like, no, I was just in law school and like a party kid. And uh, they came and like found me. How do they find you? Well, yeah. So I, so Whitney, Whitney had the idea of the show. You know, Charleston's a pretty tight knit community. I mean, everyone <laughs> knows each other. It's funny comparing that to New York where, um, comparing everyone's sex lives. I guess in New York, it's a smaller city than you would think when it comes to social lives and like running into sure. your exes because Charles sure. is really, really small. Um, and Whitney just saw all of this drama happening all the time. It was this wild hidden secret back then. And, um, he's like, someone should film this. And, uh, you know, it, it, where I actually just, I did a book, um, uh, not to plug it at all. Plug it. This is the place to this is Plug City, baby. But um, we're I don't know when I think the press release is going out next week. Um so this is the exclusive, but I talk about it a lot and it'll be it'll be interesting to see what the network has an issue with and what it doesn't. Um especially in those early years. Because I used to sneak into Patricia's pool with my roommate Corey. We used to hop the fence before we even knew Whitney. We would like Mm. go swimming in our pool at night and then we end up on, you know, a show together. So So
0: so you're becoming a lawyer you end up doing this show and now you are a lawyer you have your you have your own law firm and you're like how is that how do you like you have clients come in how do you have people that are weary are, are they has it helped you has it hurt you in that career
1: uh <clears throat> it it was a challenge um for the last few years because i was like look that's breaking about every element of privilege <laughs> that exists yeah. in the legal world. Um And so, you know, the show isn't that interested in that anymore because you can't film me with clients, you know, yeah. and so now we have a great setup where I'm supervising a law firm. Uh, we have a great staff um, and I have great partners. And so, you know, when we start filming again this season it'll be interesting how we're able to finagle it. But yeah, I mean, A lot of people that we call though are into it and they think it's, you know, they've been rooting for me and they think it's, it's hilarious. Just like if you see, you know, some other attorneys on TV, um, they see the commercials and, and they come calling. So, well,
0: so now you're opening a store, you opened a store called Sewing Down South. And you have an online store. What is Sewing Down South? Because you have beautiful things. It's a cool store. Like I've seen it online. I've seen you fixing it up, getting it ready. Explain Sewing Down South to the listeners so they can get involved.
1: So it's a home decor company that um, I started a couple of years ago. I was going through a breakup. Uh, I had to leave my garden and my workshop behind. And so I, all I had was, was a sewing machine. Actually, I can tell the real story or the unedited story. Please. There was a hurricane in Charleston and I was waiting to close on my house. So I was in this rental in Wild Dunes and the whole city was evacuated unless you were an owner of the property, but they let me stay. And so I had my sewing machine and a bunch of alcohol and I just blasted Eminem's like original albums and Taylor Swift and sewed pillows all night throughout this hurricane. And I woke up after like blacking out on the couch and like, The serious alarm was going off on the TV, like "take cover," and like the shutters were hitting the window. And I was like, "Oh, I kind of messed up here," but I had all these pillows that I had made that night.
0: What makes you bad? But like, how does that even happen? Like, how do you even know how to use a sewing machine? Like, what are you, what are you talking about? You know, like, (laughs) like, like, but like, how do you develop that interest? Like, how do you even have the stuffing for it?
1: Well, we had, so we had home ec in eighth grade. So half and so half the year we learned to cook and then half the year we learned to sew. And I wanted to make clothes, but I had never been taught and it was really difficult <laughs> to make clothes, but I was like, you know what? I know how to make as a pillow. And because, you know, there's not a lot of straight males in home decor and it was mm. kind of judge, like there was a lot of people being judgy on it at first. Not that everyone is that the majority of people were super supportive though. But Mm. you know, there are people on this show that were like, why don't you go be a lawyer? That's what you're supposed to do. You went to law Mm. school. And I was like, I've never been live like everyone else.
0: But you're, you're on a TV show as well. So like, you're not supposed to do that either. Like who's to say? Yeah. So I, one of my
1: driving motivations to making it, um, was for everyone else watching being like, all right, well, I'm, I, you know, cause I was 31 when I started this. So, mm. you know, the message is kind of that it's not too late. You're also not selfish for focusing on your side hustle. Like you mm-hmm. have this podcast, you, you took yeah. out of your life to, you know, to be a comedian. And so uh, I just, it, it's a fun thing to share. And that's why I have a store on King street. You know, people can come in and actually see what they've been rooting for and getting in fights with their friends for, for the last, you know, couple of years. <laughs> Defending and, you.
0: Know, you. Cra- Craig's not a loser. And then be like, yeah, <laughs>
1: right buddy
0: dude it's a beautiful store i've been watching the videos i want everyone to go check it out sewing down south is the store conover law firm pillows and beer this is you're a uh, you're a raconteur is that what they say what, what a renaissance man you do it all i love it man thank you i i appreciate it um and yeah i let's let's do some emails you ready do it j train podcast at gmail.com j train podcast at gmail.com here with craig conover at ca conover on instagram go follow go follow go follow Does a significantly older man ever just want a friendly coffee? Okay. Jared, love your podcast. I look forward to it every week. I recently bumped into an old customer in a coffee shop who I haven't seen since pre-pandemic. For context, I'm a student and used to work in a cafe. He is a businessman and is also involved with a number of projects and universities. Very interesting man. Over some years of sporadic chatting to him, I've also gathered that he is not married and doesn't have children. Seems like a workaholic. I don't know his age, but my guess is around 60 plus. I am 25. I should say that he is very handsome you can tell he was hot when he was young i am not attracted to him but often i would be taken aback by how beautiful this older man's face is that's weird to say like are you attracted i'm not attracted to him but he has a beautiful face
1: yeah i i don't with a yeah i well that that goes you know girls say that about older men a lot you know so I, yeah I, that's a really one-sided
0: thing i mean we but that's But that to me means that you could like you're already the the wheels are spinning. Like if this guy with a beautiful face all of a sudden was like, "Let me take you on my yacht," you'd be like, "I could convince myself, you know, like maybe he's hot again." Beginning phases
1: of justifying whatever you might think you're gonna do.
0: Yeah, and 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 listen, men have this privilege, uh, and women get you know more than women where we have this privilege of like you know, oh, but he's funny. Oh, but he's a passionate businessman. And that gets counted towards your hotness, quote unquote. So the idea that like, well, you're already there with a the beautiful face. Like, let's not fool ourselves So you, to say I'm not attracted to them that is uh, it sounds like you're yeah again convincing yourself a little bit back to present day he came over and asked if I he could sit down it didn't feel inappropriate to catch up since we were always friendly and knew some things about each other others work slash university lives later as I was packing up my things he asked me if, if I'd like to go for a coffee with him another time since our conversation got cut short he took my number note his, immer- his energy seemed a little nervous at this time compared to before when I left in Sega by to him all i could think was what the fuck did just happen is there any possible reality in which he just wants to have a conversation and is genuinely friendly am i a vessel for him to channel some sort of fatherhood that he wasn't hasn't experienced does he want to relive his youth by having sex with a young woman i would love to hear your thoughts and advice craig what do you think
1: i think so i i think i mean it's not it's not the majority of situations but Um, I definitely think that there is a scenario where the guy just likes conversation because I could see myself, you know, uh, starting a conversation with someone younger and being like, no, I genuinely just wanted to like, you know, to talk to you. And, and if this there, I'm just saying that there's a possibility that this guy is just like looking to mentor someone. Um, I don't think, I think it would be a dangerous game to go down or a dangerous path to go down and say that any older man talking to a younger girl in a kind way is looking for sex. So I would say that. Sure. Yeah. If you're looking, if you're asking strictly, is it possible that he just wants to have coffee and he's a good dude and he's maybe that's how he stays. Not lonely is like going and making friends and chatting and spreading advice. But
0: I'm with you. Anything is possible. Like, and I, and I do believe like older guy can see you at a coffee. Like the way this starts out, is very normal. You guys have this relationship you used to, you know, you would chit-chat while you worked at the cafe, he was a customer. His she writes all this stuff about his attractive face. All put put that aside. Aside from that, it's a customer that you used to deal with on a daily basis. Him sitting with you, seeing you there, going, "Hey, how you been? Catching up." That is totally innocent and nice. The minute he asks for your number and says, "We should do this again." That is the minute where I go, "Okay, You have to, we don't, it shouldn't be expected that he wants to have sex, but it should be on the table. So you can't sit there and go, oh, he just wants to have friends, coffee is friends. And it's like, and I think she's doing that. She wrote, does he want to relive his youth by having sex with a young woman? Is he want a fatherhood that he hasn't experienced? Is he genuinely friendly? All of those things are possible, but it really doesn't matter what he wants. Why do you want to get coffee with him? You know, I think I think you have to concentrate on your own feelings. If you're going, hey, I have no interest in like in, in, I I do enjoy our conversation. If your conversation was just fine, and you're like, I could take or leave this guy, then leave this guy. Is it? You don't have to keep up a friendship just to keep up a friendship because it's like an older guy, and this is kind of different. Like I I think like there's like a, I think there's some, I think there's
1: some excitement there with her like wondering what if if he's really successful, but I think that the, 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 the pivot point would be I, if I was that guy and I wasn't looking for anything, I would have said, oh, well, when, when are you working next?
0: Like, am I going to see you in here again this week? And Well, she wasn't working. She was just at the coffee shop. So this is like they knew each other from when she worked, and this was just another time that, like, they happened to run into each other. It could go either way. I, again, I said that it's 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 possible that it's
1: not, but, I mean, you're also a good judge of character. This girl has got to be. And, and, you know, I think... It would be safe to get a coffee. Maybe if you really
0: were intrigued. And I think at the end of that coffee, you would know if he was like, I mean, (sighs) but she never, she never writes what she wants. That's my biggest problem with her email. She never says, like, she does this thing where she says, I I couldn't help but notice he was a beautiful older man. He was probably hot when he was younger. Okay. I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means you're, you're saying you're not attracted to him. Okay. Fine. But this coffee ketchup. Okay, and then you go, his energy seemed nervous when he asked me for my number. It's like, what are you looking for? What are you looking for the go-ahead for? And and I think that gets you in trouble is when you start trying to judge other people's feelings and then judge your own. You have to judge your own feelings and then judge how, how people react to those feelings. And if it's if you were sitting for coffee with him and you go, I really enjoyed his company. I would love to have him as a friend you then go for coffee with him and as a friend and if it and if the guy pursues otherwise you say hey this was a friendship for me it can't be oh well i just want to see if what happens i want to see what he's thinking it's like if you're trying to do that you're going to you're going to find bad things and you're going to be let down i think that's
1: my my honest assessment is that if you take sex off the table she wants to hang out with him she wants to go see where this coffee leads See where he invites her, maybe see a little bit into his life, but she doesn't want to be a sexual like sugar baby. But if all that it required to hang out with this guy was like conversation and companionship, I think that's fine. And so that's why I think she's like is there a possibility where I could hang out with this guy <laughs> and not have to have sex with him? That's kind of what I think.
0: Oh, that that's definitely a possibility, but I think when you don't when you go into something saying oh i don't know no you have to know tell you know don't just be a a bag flying in the wind like like did you enj- like like i wouldn't go have coffee with someone i didn't enjoy the first coffee with you know like and, and it's like did you enjoy that coffee or not and it's like enough to take time out of your own day to not hang out with someone you would want to hang out with and it's like once you get to that point, you go, okay, now I know what I want out of this, and I can say no to the things I don't want. So do you think there's any
1: risk of any reason not to have that coffee then? Because if these are
0: all the what-ifs. But that, that's my point is the reason to not have coffee with him is it's a waste of your own time. It, it, you know, if you're – the reason – to me, having coffee with him is a safe thing. It's a public thing. He, you know, you, you go and get to know someone you can kind of see, you know, have a good time like you had before, but if you didn't even have a good time the first time, and the only reason you're going is to see if he wants to if if he's looking for a, you know, a fatherhood mentor thing, I I don't know what do you gain out of that? I I just don't know. She has to be a little more selfish with her questions is my point. Yeah, I
1: think so. But I think I would have the coffee ahead. if you wanted. Uh, yeah, I would have the coffee if you wanted to. But like you said, it's up to her.
0: J-Train podcast, J-Train podcast, Here at Jtrainpodcast.com. Here with Craig Conover. At C.A. Conover. Go. Pillows and beers. That's the podcast. Go listen. Go listen. Get subscribed. Great show. I am on one of those episodes. You can use it as an appetizer to get into the show. Lifestyle question. How does one like talk? Hello, Monsieur Jared. Thousands of feathers to thy sack. I'm a huge fan of all your work, podcast, stand-up, social media, et cetera. Think you're a great public speaker. Thank you. You may say you talk out of your ass, but that sounds uh that ass sounds smooth. So on to my question: How do you exercise that muscle? Not the ass, the smooth talking. What tips and tricks would you recommend to sound easy on the ears? How to practice and perfect that. Any books and videos slash mentors that you recommend? More info. I take some time to choose my words and that makes me listen, uh, makes listening to me and, uh, annoying, like spit it out already. This happens specifically when I'm talking about something I'm passionate about and have tons to say or I'm thinking about the appropriate reply to something, something where I'm talking in the tone and the consequences of my reply or I'm taking in the tone in the consequences of my reply. This affects me at work, healthcare, where people are expecting strong opinions, directions, and it doesn't help that I get interrupted by other coworkers. Well, just one, because she thinks I don't speak the language well, so she cuts me off. But also in the language that I'm most comfortable speaking, Spanish. I have a podcast where I listen to myself, and I have an annoying cadence, and that bugs me because I can imagine the frustration of my two listeners, and I wish I sounded easy to listen to. So what do you think? What's a better way to become a public speaker, Greg. I think one, he's in his head too much. He's got to stop mm-hmm. overthinking. I agree. I mean, they're in their head, but they have a podcast. So it's like, you can't be in your head that much. You, you obviously like the sound of your own voice a little bit. I would. And also no one likes their own voice. You yeah, know, it yeah, takes yeah. a little while.
1: Um, totally. I would totally. say that all of that thinking that he's doing in his head, speak, articulate it. That's, that's how, when my life, you know, I, I feel like I became happier with who I am as a person as all of that thinking that he's doing before speaking, just say it. Um, Mm. Unless it's like, unless you're being a jerk, but just say it. And I mean, I talk to myself all day long. I mean, the people I date just crack up because they're like, who the hell are you talking to? And, and that is my practice of just saying whatever pops in my head. Now, knock on wood, that's not, you know, I I'm comfortable with, what's in my head because it's mm-hmm. not you know it's it's okay it's not bad but
0: yeah i think talking to yourself and just just wink yeah i don't know i totally agree with what you're saying because i do this all the time every especially with stand-up if you have an idea for a bit or like a like a per uh, a perspective or an opinion you don't know how it sounds until it comes out of your mouth it doesn't you you think it the connection between your brain and how it sounds I have said so many things where I say it and I go, that is not what I wanted to sound like at all. And the best way to, and no good comedian just goes on stage and has the joke done right away. You have to say it again and again and again. And sometimes I will sit there like, especially when I'm doing like luxury lounge, when I start the luxury lounge podcast, I start with like a topic that I'm complaining about. I say it to myself, I speak it to myself, I write down the fine points. And then I can cut out the parts that I'm like, oh, that's the part that I'm not really confident in saying. That's the part I love saying. That's the part that I can add. And another thing to you want to have a lot of those and another thing you want to have examples. The last part I'll say to them is the best comedians are good listeners. The best talkers are good listeners. So the idea that you're like, I'm not getting it out quick enough. Quick is not good. That's the fallacy of 2021 is that, oh, because I have the first opinion, that means it's the good opinion. No, 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 no. You have the first opinion. You're setting yourself up to be wrong. You're setting yourself up to not really say all the things you want to say. Hang back. Listen to what people say. Then come, come, you know, put together the, the. sometimes we feel worse because we just spit something out and we didn't even get the full thing we wanted to say out, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, there's two perspectives here or two different situations one i was just talking to my dad about this if an idea is not our own we instantly feel panicked or shut it down because it's a control thing and we didn't let it process through our brain and we were both saying this you know when last night i had to tell my dad that i was taking one of their cars to philly and i'm just leaving it in philly i was like dad this is what i've come up with you're kind of not going to like it at first but let's work through this together so that would be the slow approach with this guy and being in the medical field, I would say that as long as your thought is appropriate and it's not like, whoa, oh, that's a whale, you know, or something like whatever <laughs> you're thinking. Like, I'll use, I'll use a quick example. Third season, I had gotten burnt so bad second season on editing that, in my opinion, that third season, I tried to control everything. And by controlling everything and not speaking, how I really was and being very reserved people didn't get to know who I really was. And after that season, people didn't really know what to think about. You cut out for a second, go back to what you just said. I'm oh, sorry. So third season I was reserved. So I didn't really come across and people didn't know what to think about me. So then fourth season, I don't know what happened during that off season, but I just said, fuck it. And be, mm. I was like, I'm going to just be myself and not think about this at all. And that's when I started to, to gain likability in a positive direction because people started to get to know who I really was because
0: I wasn't trying to control it anymore. I was just being me. It's authenticity. They, and Instead of, you know, when someone is trying to course through their words, and I know everyone's afraid of offending and afraid of saying the wrong thing. If you're there, just tr- if your intent is good, it will come across. And especially in a podcast or when you're speaking to people at work, it's not a tweet. A tweet is a rush to get an opinion out there. A podcast, uh, you know, talking at work is like you can you can hear the, the 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 mincing of words. The the should I say this? Should I say that? People can hear that out of you, and that's authentic. That you're actually thinking through your words.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I think. I mean, look, it's not easy, but you were you know the the writer was asking like. You know, my advice is to, you know, you just got to speak more and not
0: overthink it. And honestly, talk, talk to yourself around the house. That's Also, find one good friend that you feel comfortable bouncing stuff off of. I think that helps me a lot. Like, I have a good friend. We talk on the phone once, twice a week, three times a week. Hey, what do you think of this? And it's like we talk it out to each other. And it's almost like you guys are rehearsing lines together. That helps a lot. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Upstart. Do you dread looking at your credit card statement every month? I don't blame you. Upstart can lift that weight off your shoulders so that you can finally feel the relief of being free of credit card debt. This is pretty awesome, people, because right now you're dealing with debt. If you're out there dealing with debt, you're paying a rate. Upstart is an opportunity. It's not going to help all of you, but it might help some of you. It's an opportunity to check out if their rate is better than the way you're than the rate you're paying. And that's an opportunity. It's finding money in your jacket pocket. And Upstart just looks at you in a different way than maybe your credit card looked at you. You know those types of things. Upstart is a is the fast and easy way to get a personal loan to pay off your debt all online. Also it's online, so it's like easy, it's right at your fingertips. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over a, over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple fixed monthly payment. Upstart finds smarter rates with trusted partners because they assess more than just your credit score. With a five-minute online rate check, you can see your rate up front for loans from $1,000 to $50,000. You can get approved the same day and you can receive funds as fast as one business day. If debt is taking over your life, it's time to get a fresh start with Upstart. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash jtrain. That's upstart.com slash jtrain. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know I sent you. Here's the fine print. Loan amount will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash J-Train. The J-Train podcast is brought to you by Quip's brand new mouthwash. I love mouthwash. It gives you that extra clean feeling. If you don't rinse with mouthwash after you brush, you're not getting a complete clean. Mouthwash is key because it gets between your teeth to kill bad breath germs. Quip, the makers of the electric toothbrush I've been telling you about for years, just launched the perfect mouthwash to complete your routine. So what I love about Quip is they looked at kind of the, you know, the the teeth process, the teeth cleaning process, and they're like, how do we make a better mousetrap? How do we make it more functional for everyday use? The problem with mouthwash, it's in this big, bulky, plastic water bottle that is actual, you know, waste. That's not good. And... It's just not, you know, you're, you know, you you you, ha- you don't even know where to keep it. Like mine didn't even fit behind the mirror. Quip created this fantastically beautiful mouthwash dispenser that sits on your kitchen counter, and it looks like it's from the future. And you press a button, and you pour it into the cup, and you mix it with a little bit of water, and it's. It's actually like it, it feels like you're living in the future, and it looks beautiful on the counter. It looks like you're an adult. Since it's from Quip, it comes in a sleek-looking dispenser that looks good on your counter. You see, they're saying the same thing as me. Not that big bulky, uh, bulky bottle of blue. Yeah, exactly. It will fit in any bathroom, big or small, and with five colors and two high-end finishes to choose from. You're guaranteed to find a dispenser that matches your style. Sitting on your counter, it's a beautiful reminder to rinse every day. So I have it. I love it. It is a reminder. It's cool. I like it, and a subtle way of letting everyone know that your oral care game is next level. Plus it comes with a built-in dosage cup, so you can always get the perfect amount. Their four times concentrate has fluoride, xylitol, and CPC, but they left out all the artificial colors and stinging alcohol you'll find in a lot of other rinses, and it's good for the planet. Each eco-friendly refill replaces a big bulky bottle from one of those other brands. Pair Quips mouthwash with their electric toothbrush for adults and kids and the refillable flossers and you'll be surprised at how easy and fun it can be to keep your whole mouth healthy. That's a thing. They're creating ways to make you enjoy the process of something that's a, you know, a pain in the butt. Quip also delivers fresh brush heads, floss, mouthwash, and toothpaste refills every three months. Yeah. From $5. So you're making the mailman work for you. No more waiting in line at the drugstore. No more, oh my God, I don't have it. I'll do it next week. I'll do it next week. No, no, no. Quip's got you. Shipping is free so you can save money and skip the hustle and bustle of in-store shopping. And if you go to getquip.com slash jtrain5 right now, you can get $5 off a mouthwash starter kit. That's $5 off a mouthwash starter kit, which includes a refillable dispenser and a 90-dose supply of Quip's four-times-concentrated formula at getquip.com slash jtrain5. Spell G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash jtrain5, Quip, the good habits company. J train podcast at J train podcast at gmail.com. Here with Craig Conover. Go, go, go at CA Conover. Pillows and beers. That's the podcast. Go listen. Great podcast. Him and Austin Kroll. Girlfriend or summer fling? Hey, Jared, I'm a relatively new listener to the pod, but I've been binging it ever since I stumbled upon it. Just subscribe to your Patreon because I can't get enough thank you. Anyways, anyways, we'll get right to it. I'm a freelance photographer and hit it off with a model. I was shooting for a brand a few months back. He has a 9 to 5 2. Feel like I need to clarify that. LOL. We've been consistently going on dates, hanging out, and texting every day. He definitely puts in effort, and I've met some of his friends and even his parents when they were visiting from out of town. I feel like in in a lot of ways, we're starting to act like a couple. However, he knows I've been planning on moving across the country in the fall. I had mentioned it when we first met, and after a few dates, he told me although it's tough timing, he really liked me and would like to keep hanging out until I move. However, I've come to like him more than I thought and find myself wanting him to define what we're doing and make me his girlfriend it seems like it's kind of hanging in the air between both of us as we continue to see each other more but maybe that's just on my end but i also understand having someone relatively new come into your life and not wanting to commit to such a long distance relationship wondering if you have any insight about where his head may be at and if i should say anything should i say something to him about defining what we are or wait for him to if he ever or will he ever also should mention that I'm moving to the coast. He just moved from, moved here from, and he travels back home a decent amount. From my end, it seems like a more feasible long-distance thing, and I have also never done long-distance before. I would love to hear your thoughts. Craig, what do you think?
1: First of all, defining the relationship has nothing to do with this. I think that's a, a made-up thing that people, a crutch, that people are like, mm-hmm. oh, that's going to fix all our problems. Look, if either of you would be upset at the other for hooking up with someone else, then you're in a relationship. Absolutely you're you're it sounds you know in this situation that they are together and they are exclusive regardless of if he said he's your girlfriend honestly he probably considers you his girlfriend he's just nervous and doesn't want to put the pressure on you and you guys have this unworkable situation basically in my opinion I mean here's my thought is when I meet someone that I really like I know how rare that is so that becomes kind of a priority, but I'm also blessed to be able to work wherever the heck I want. Mm. Uh, but moving to a coast where he just moved from, I mean, <laughs> you, I don't think we're the right people to be asking. I think this is something that you guys should talk to with each other.
0: Here's what she's doing, and I agree with you. If they, were, if, if they hooked up with someone else, you'd be mad, and that means you're in a relationship. Done. The reality is she is using this move to protect her emotions, And she's using it to say, well, because of the move, we're going to just like keep it casual. I'm not going to get in. I understand why he wouldn't want to be in a long-term relationship. I can totally get that. She's giving in a lot of excuses that are built in because of her move. The reality is her move doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You guys are enjoying the time you have now. To and, And you say her email says something very specific. I find myself wanting to define what we're doing and make me and 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 make me his girlfriend. I thought, I, however, I've come to like him more than I thought, and find myself wanting him to define what we're doing and make me his girlfriend. You have just made this all his choice. That means to me, you want to be in. You know, you, I want him to make me. I want him to want to make me his girlfriend. It's like. You've made this more complicated than it has to be in in an effort to protect your feelings. You should say to him, I am in a relationship with you. I am having the best time. Whatever will be, will be. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Like The move, if you guys like each other enough, you'll figure out the move. You'll figure out the long distance. You'll create a plan. You'll make an itinerary. Right now, you're avoiding that conversation because you don't want to lose what you have now.
1: And I've done I have done long distance and it worked. It, it it worked until we were close distance and years later it didn't work out. I will say that I've never been in a position to I've never defined a relationship because to me it was a given. Like if I mm. start hanging out with someone and we're doing exactly what they're saying in that letter, we're together. And um I usually use it in like a flirty way. And this last time I kind of dealt with something where I was like you know, she was out of town and I was like, well, of course you're my girlfriend or something like joking because we had been seeing each other for like months and she wanted something like more official. And that's kind of when I was like, we're just different. I was like, what do you mean? Like you wanted me <laughs> to like, would, like be special. I was like, what's special is that we found each other, you know, and that we enjoy hanging out. So I think the defining the relationship thing, if that's necessary from a guy's end, it means that he's not ready to like, not in this situation, but like a guy's like, oh, I don't wanna call you my girlfriend.
0: That would be a red flag, then move yeah, on. That's that's the thing, and what what women don't like to hear, and I this happens a lot, and this is happening here, that it's either he's like, of course we're in a relationship, we'll see what happens when it happens, or he goes, oh, uh, what about the distance, you're moving soon. If he goes on that road, and then you, you would say, well, why is he doing all the relationship stuff? There's a lot of men out there that like getting treated like a boyfriend without having to be a boyfriend. And that's the sad reality. It's comfortable to be sitting with you and have you cuddle them on a Sunday, and then have the uh, you know have the ability to go out on a Saturday by yourself. And there's a lot of guys that use that to their advantage. A lot of guys don't deal with the social embarrassment. Oh, meet my friends, meet my family, and, and if it ends, the friends and family go, oh, that's sad. Uh, good good luck. It's not the same social ramifications. So a lot of guys are dating. In this world where they don't have to deal with consequences of everyone saying, well, what happened to the relationship? What's going on? And she's dealing in that world. She's afraid to move into that world because it's a big step for her. And, and it's like that's the hardest part is that it might not be as big a step for him to be doing all these things as it is for you. That's why you have to let him know where you stand. I am in a relationship with you. You have to let him know the consequences that he's dealing with. You have to become a consequence.
1: Right. Well, and I and I don't want to put this into the atmosphere, but – I mean, this is a perfect case scenario for someone that yeah. doesn't want commitment right now because you're leaving. He gets of to course. do all this
0: shit without a- ever- Built-in excuse. Built-in excuse where he's not the dickhead. But this guy could be like, no, I've been trying to work this problem
1: in my head on how we're going to keep this going the whole time. And that's why communication is just key. Now, I will say, if he goes that other route that we just said and was like, I don't know if the distance going to work, <laughs> that's then he's, he's doing done. exactly-
0: yeah, but exactly. least, it, it, we don't know the answer but it's one of two roads There's a, it's either a guy that's like of course or it's a guy that's like "I'm not worried about the distance trust me it's no. because his heart's not in it
1: but he could easily go the other direction and then yeah just communicate
0: the J Train Podcast is brought to you by Blue Blocks that's right do you require total darkness to fall asleep get Blue Blocks okay so I am here on the road I am sitting in a hotel room in Nashville, and I am sitting in a hotel where the curtains do not come together fully. That drives me crazy, especially because I like to take a nap before I do shows. So I bring my blue blocks on the road and I wear them and they're so comfortable. They're built, they're they're not the ones they give to you on the airplane. They are built to be the best, uh, to to be the best sleep mask you've ever worn in your entire life. And I am using it. Literally on every flight I go on and then I bring it to hotel rooms just because I'm literally, you can't see this. I'm pointing at the window right now and I'm seeing that little sliver and it's driven me crazy. Because, you know, you ever see those tutorials where it's like, oh, use the you, use the clips from the, the hangers. You can do it to bring them together. No, I don't want to do that. I put on the Blue Blocks mask and it's great. The Remedy Sleep Mask from Blue Blocks blocks out everything. 100% blackout. It's like the Sandman is personally cupping your eyes so you drift off to dreamland. Zero eye pressure. Easy to sleep in. Darkness is good for for you. It's proven to increase restorative sleep, both REM and deep sleep. Adjustable head strap that's non-elastic so it doesn't wear out. Plus it's contoured size, allow for side and belly sleepers, no slipping. I'm a belly sleeper and it's perfect. I, I, and And also you're used to wearing something on your face because of a year of wearing a mask. So... You're ready for this. You're, this is, this is gonna improve your napping strategy. It's great. Plus, uh, and, and it's ultra lightweight. The breathable fabric won't leave you feeling overheated. They thought of everything. Blue Blocks has done their research to make the best sleep mask available. Support them because they support this show. Get yours today. And 20, 20, 20% off with code JTRAIN. JTRAIN. JTRAIN at blueblocks.com slash JTRAIN. That's B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com slash JTRAIN for 20% off. Blueblocks.com slash JTRAIN. Use code JTRAIN train for 20% off sleep tight j train podcast at gmail.com j train podcast at gmail.com let's do some screenshot emails i sent you before the show a a couple of emails you got them in front of you craig um this one's called his icebreaker didn't melt my heart okay you ready um what's the game i mean what do i have to do i i sent you an email all we're gonna we're gonna read the screenshots. so i'm gonna read the email then we'll read the screenshots together
1: Oh, okay. And like I'm one side and you're the other. Exactly. Okay. J
0: train feather feather to you and your guests. Let's get some perspective on this quote unquote icebreaker. I encountered recently. Shall we? That sentence was a tough one. Okay. (laughs) Let me read that again. Ready? Feather feather to you and your guests. Let's get some perspective on this icebreaker. I encountered recently. Shall we? A little backstory. I'm 31, newly back in the dating game. Recently had a Tinder date. After talking on the app, then texting for two to three days, we hung out. We hung out. He tried to kiss me about 10 ish minutes into meeting each other. That wasn't my speed, so I denied it. 10 minutes in? What is he, French? What's with that? That's bizarre.
1: I said clearly no fear of rejection. I mean half the time I get to the point where
0: I, I We could be on a 3 hour date. I'm like, are we going to kiss? They're like, are you going to fucking kiss me or not? And I'm like, okay. Yeah, he tried to kiss me about 10 minutes 10-ish minutes into meeting each other. That how do you even do that? Like if you're at drinks, do you like turn and try to kiss during the first drink? Like I don't even understand the the logistics. Yeah, I I don't either. That's that's just not in my She writes writes, that wasn't my speed. Well, I I think also like her languaging, that's not anyone I don't think that's anyone's speed. I think that's a bizarre thing to do. Even if you had been sexting for like a month. Yeah, it doesn't make
1: sense. You walk up. Like you're gonna like you're gonna go have drinks or something for you know, like, you're. You, there's still some interpersonal communication that has
0: to. Yeah, 10 minutes? Okay, that wasn't my speech, so I denied. Later that night, he apologized for, quote-unquote, making a move. Attached is more of our conversation after that. So let's read the conversation. I'll be him, you be her. Ready? Uh, okay. Which Maybe? one? Wait, am I, am I black or blue? Uh, you're blue. I'm black, okay? Okay. I mean, I like you, and you seem like a very chill person, assuming you don't want to take this any further by the sound of that. I was just trying to break the ice a little by going to give you a quick, simple kiss. Certainly wasn't trying to make it into anything. But if you don't want to take this any further, then just let me know. I hope you don't feel like we're on separate pages. I liked hanging out with you tonight. I'm not really sure what it is, but I feel like there's some sort of connection and we can hold a convo and not even try, which is nice. But if it's something you don't want to try and see, then I'll stop. Just let me know. Smiley face.
1: Wasn't exactly my idea of an icebreaker, lol. But listen, you're definitely a nice guy, but I don't think we're on the same page, and maybe I'm not as ready for this as I thought.
0: So she writes, so my question is, what do we think of a kiss from someone whose last name you don't even know, uh, don't even know as an icebreaker? Thanks for all you do in the dating world. I'm too old for this shit. What do you think? I mean, what do you think of this text exchange? Like, we both have given our opinion. We think it's too, too much too soon yeah well that and you blew the chance of building any physical chemistry and so mm. like that's the
1: thing is that you can get along as much as you want on, on in the cyber world but then you have to build that that physical chemistry in person you know that trust yes.
0: i th- i think it's also more dangerous than even we're all letting on like you know like like the idea that He's not even gonna like let you two get to know each other. To like, to me, it's like him trying to let you know, like I am here for physical, like I am here because I am attracted to you, and I want to let you know so that this date isn't a quote unquote waste. Like they, even the way he wrote it is concerning. He writes, "Vice is to
1: run," which it sounds like she already is. Which is, yeah, but he he's de- she's definitely gonna get more text than that. But I mean, this is a classic like guy just trying to play like in his head not the fun game in his head this is like a video game that he's playing and he's like yeah what inputs did i put in wrong here and what can i put in now and he's like that's not what i was expecting it's just yeah it's like it was a it was a bad move like she's not wrong at all and being like is there something wrong with me that like i should have been into us?" it's like no like no first kiss i think is honestly if you're gonna do this date stuff, like maybe at the end of the date, if you like at dinner, if you go and have drinks somewhere and you're dancing and having a good time, I mean, you have to read her. Like I said, I will not. It but but I know they want me to like. The, like I know.
0: But that's the biggest problem. He didn't even try and read her. He was like, "This is what I'm reading." You you know, this is a it, the, even the way he wrote. Listen, listen to this message he sends. I was just trying to break the ice a little by going to give you a quick, simple kiss. That is very gaslighting. Like, that is him sitting there being like, it's just a quick, simple kiss. Like, dude, like, if I left a date and the main takeaway was, you kissed me out of nowhere, I'd be like, I'm so sorry. Oh my God. I misread the room. It was wrong of me. I, you know, like, the fact that he didn't take any wrongness out of this is a problem yeah there's no accountability
1: he's putting it on her by being like uh certainly wasn't trying to make it into anything i don't know why he thought it was a big deal and it's just like i mean that it would just suck to be a girl sometimes or suck to be a guy i'm just saying like i hate that people have to be i hate that there's shitty people out there and that people have to be put in this position because that guy is a shitty person if you show up and you don't know someone and you try to fucking kiss them that's that's a physical like intrusion or whatever it's called like it's an inappropriate touching and and you're gonna wait until someone isn't as brave enough to you know or it's just it's the red flags are there which is terrible and you don't fucking kiss someone that doesn't want to be kissed and then you don't blame it on him but yes his language like you said is terrible
0: j train podcast at gmail.com j train podcast at gmail.com here with craig conover let's do one more is that cool i sent You're killing it. You're fantastic. Everyone, sewing down south. Go check out the store. Go check out the online store. All that stuff. Let's do this one. One night stand ghoster. You got it? Feather, Feather, I could use your advice on what happened in a recent hookup. This past weekend, I went to a bar with a friend. We ended up hitting off with a group of guys at the bar, and both me and my friend went home with a guy from the group. There we go. Me and the guy I was with ended up having very good sex, getting along great, having an all-around good night. He was acting very into me. He insisted we cuddle all night, even when it was long after the sex and I would move away from him just to get comfortable sleep. Uh He'd see... Even when i move away from him just to get comfortable to sleep, he'd see me move away a little and say things like, hey, get back here in a cute, not creepy way. <laughs> I love that it's cute, not creepy. Hey, get back over here, the other side of the bed. Uh, he also kept holding my hand all night in bed, telling me how much he liked me, kissing me, like how much he liked kissing me, etc. Basically just doing very lovey-dovey romantic things all night for a random bar. Hey, I'm have
1: to cut you off. Sorry, the holding hands in bed is weird. I'll cross feet. But like I've never held someone's hand in bed, but sorry.
0: I don't think I've done that, but I I guess we'll take a minute to look at the first part of this email. She writes, he also kept holding my hand all night in bed. Yeah, that's a little different than I would do. Telling me how much he liked me, kissing me, basically just doing very lovey-dovey romantic things all night for a random bar hookup. So I don't think it's fair when she's like, it's just a random bar hookup, like now you're putting this in boxes. Like you have to give, this is how he hooks up. As weird as it is, like this is how he hooks up with someone from a bar. And it is strange to me, but the idea that there's this thing where someone's like, they judge whether it's a one night stand by someone, how how someone acts on the one night stand. It's like, no, this is just how this person.
1: This is how I would, I mean, this is how I act though. That's why I I cuddle. If it's a one night stand, if I meet, I'm going to cuddle. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to like hook up with you. And then like, I've never had someone, like I've never kicked someone out or like, they're like, you want me to stay? Like, I've never gone home with someone because if you actually build up the chemistry in the bar and you're not just there going home because you don't want to go home by yourself, like that chemistry is real. And you can have a wonderful night together and be like, no, I actually like you as a person and like enjoy yourself.
0: It's a theme of this podcast where we have to remember men love vague options. Men love vague options. He is in bed with you having a great time. He's thinking about 10 minutes from now, not an hour from now, not a week from now, not a year from now. You are in this bed. You're saying you're enjoying yourself, but you're thinking way farther out than he is. When you say random bar hookup, he hasn't made that decision yet. This is how – you know. so – I understand this is, and, and women like to have it. We, uh, with the ones that write into this podcast, they want to know, what is this? What is this going to be? And right now she's saying, she's trying to like, take away her emotional attachment to it by going, it's just a random bar hookup. And it's like, but it, you can't tell someone else how to love. Yeah. they had it.
1: We had a wonderful connection, a wonderful night. And it wasn't just sex in that moment for this guy. He really liked the connection with this girl.
0: And it's also OK for her to say to him, hey, I'm not a cuddler on the first time. That That's OK, too.
1: I'm not a cuddler once it's time to go to sleep. So, like, I'm not jumping out of bed right after sex, but like and we can cuddle and talk and have fun. But when it's time to go to sleep, I'm going to my
0: side of the bed. But this conversation should tell the listener it's different for everyone. You meet one guy at a bar; he's a cuddler. You meet another guy at a bar; he's not a cuddler. You meet so like, but the idea—I would say—nine out of ten people that you sleep with uh, from a bar aren't gonna go all right later toots and then spit on you on the way out like that's just not how humans act they're more likely to be more comfortable than uncomfortable and i do and i'm the same with ever i mean like even if i'm dating someone like i'm not gonna hold them in my arms all night because my arm's gonna fall asleep you
1: know it's <laughs> <So>, like
0: <laughs> she writes the next morning he asked if i wanted to go on a breakfast date together and i told him i would definitely do that another time but not today because i was totally hung over felt gross and needed a shower and to get uh, home to get my life together lol he dropped me off the next morning Then I never heard anything. I waited two days to see if he texted or made any contact. He did not. So finally, I texted him two days later. I'm attaching a screenshot of our very short conversation for context. The reason why I sent that first text was because we had a dynamic going all night of ragging on each other, being sarcastic, teasing a bit. So that's why the message I sent was a bit sassy and playful, but still making it clear that I wanted to talk to him. So let's read the message right now. So I'm assuming that you hate having a good time since I haven't heard from you. Upside down, smiley face. LOL. I'm sorry. Was that a comedy show last night and drank a little too much? Been in recovery mode all day. All good. Exclamation mark. (laughs) It it was, in fact, not all good. Um, (laughs) She wrote, what, what went wrong here? we had a great um we had a great night and he was the one doing most of the pursuing and acting the most interested in us hooking up i didn't want him to be my boyfriend or anything serious but figured since we had such a nice time and he seemed so into it that we would at least talk to each other and after and maybe even hook up again his text response and lack of responses after that made me feel like now he's acting too cool for me or like he has no interest when he acted exactly the opposite all night your advice is so appreciative Appreciate it. What do you think, Craig Conover? I think that this girl makes
1: it needs to take a chill pill and uh and smile. Like it's there's that response is a is a not a ghosting response. It is an honest, honest response. Her saying like all good exclamation mark and thumbs up his thing. Like she didn't ask him anything. Like she started the conversation and he responded. And I think she's expecting I don't know if this is a thing in new york or what but like she's expecting him to to initiate everything like there was nothing about her message like her like her first message was great and flirty but then she could be like well if you stop being a pussy maybe we can get
0: some drinks tonight or something like i don't see anything wrong with that here's the the the, the problem is she wrote it it's in her email she writes I didn't want him to be my boyfriend or anything serious. She is so, and and I don't want to put the blame on her. Like he's at, he's, he's backed away. They had a great night together. She's like, okay, we had this great night. He's trying to cuddle. He must be into me. And then he didn't really, well, she writes, he says, uh, I waited two days to see if he texts or made any contact. And he did not. So finally I texted him two days later. So they have this great night together. Okay. He asked her for breakfast. She's getting all these like, you know, she's looking for clues. She's the you know, detective, uh, she's the detective. She's like, he did this, this, and that, so he must like it. Ugh, I got it. Sorry. What's that?
1: There, she, she turned him down first. He got rejected. Uh, he asked her to breakfast. If it was, he asked her
0: to breakfast. I, and then I wouldn't even go, I, I disagree, because I think what happened was, she, she's sitting here going, I don't want, like I had a good time with this guy it was a one night stand thing. Then he acts like it's not a one night stand thing. Then I'm figuring he's going to text me. He never texts me. So I take the chance and I send a sassy text. He doesn't even acknowledge that he disappeared for two days or whatever amount of days. He just says last night was tough as if they had been talking for days. He kind of, ignores her a little bit and and now she's going i didn't want him to be my boyfriend or anything it's like she needs to admit to what she wants and it's not a boyfriend it's just hey we had fun let's do this again and she needs to ask for that because it's okay to go hey we had a good time you're cool i and i think the this whole thing kind of lands in the land is is like in the land of like i don't want to be even turned down I don't know what I can ask for. And you can ask for anything you want. She should ask, Hey, I would love to get drinks sometime because we felt like we had a good time. And I think we're all so far ahead of ourselves. Like she's already in, I don't even want a boyfriend or anything. I'm not trying to make it my boyfriend. Or, you know, to her, he's either one night stand guy or boyfriend guy. And it's like, why can't it be let's get drinks guy, you know, and, and, and hang out and have fun? And I, I'm saying, that doesn't absolve him of just like kind of backing away and being like his, his, text back should, you know, could have been more interested. It wasn't really interested. She's probably not feeling great about how he didn't even say like, Hey, how you been at the very least? He could have said that, but I, I don't think, I think when you make everything all or nothing, then you lose out on the fun that comes in between. Yeah. I think that
1: because of the, not because of the all or nothing, His response is definitely someone that's like, I'm trying not to be a complete douchebag because we had Mm. sex the other night, Mm -hmm. so I'm going to talk to you. But you're right. There's no, like, initiation of future plans. Like, he's just trying to be not texting him back. But that doesn't mean if you run into each other or you could have done, like, well, maybe that breakfast date and then he'd have to turn you down. But,
0: yeah, I mean mean – I would even text him, hey, I'm a little bit disappointed. I had a good time. Like, let him know. Like, I had a good time with you. I thought maybe we could do drinks again. You didn't really make any effort. It's a little bit disappointing to me. Don't turn uh, me on kind of to be challenged like that. Right? Like, oh, okay. Like, damn it. Like, we did have a good time. Like, hey, it's a little disappointing you never texted. It'd be like, hey, what's up? Uh, just letting you know. Like, I was down for that. Like, I I, I think, like, right now, because whenever you live in the all-or-nothing world, you miss out. You miss out and you get in your own head. And I am and I think this is – I don't think this guy is genuinely doing a great job of being present and pursuing you. And that doesn't feel good as well. So I can understand where she's like, I don't want to pursue this. Fuck this. He didn't even text me the day after. I would understand that. But if he's still in your mind and you're letting him know – I think it's okay to let someone know they've let you down even if you don't think you deserve to. Like, you deserve to. You spent a night together. You fucking cuddled me. You you, you held my hand like we were dying together on the Titanic. You could fucking send me a text to be like, what's up, how you been? The gray area is fun,
1: and I think more people should, uh, should explore the gray area and not overthink stuff, you know, so much. If that's not for you, that's fine. But, I mean, some of the best relationships come from, you know, building those, like, <laughs> not friendships, but just hanging out. And then also... also- you're hanging out, you know, more more than, you know, a couple nights a week. And all of a sudden you're staying over and like the pressure would I, I think the
0: pressure would wouldn't mess with me a little bit but those also like that would mess with me too but i i would like those relationships end up being the ones where you learn about yourself you end up like enjoying someone else's company like they, maybe if they don't turn into anything it's like i learned what i like sexually like you're a good sex partner because it's safe and it's someone you trust and you're kind of open with each other about who else you're seeing like that can be a good experience so like to avoid it it doesn't get you anywhere J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Craig Conover, thank you so much. This is fantastic. I love it, dude. I would love it. I love the. The right ends in the screenshot Dude,
1: We're talking about this stuff. So
0: we have. Oh, we got to have you back. We get my. I get hundreds a week. This is like crazy. So I want everyone to go follow Craig at CA Conover. Pillows and beer. Go listen to his podcast. It's fantastic. Him and Austin are great. I was on there. Go listen to my episode. I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Monday and Luxury Lounge on Thursday. We'll be back next episode. Boom.